Episode 9 of the Football Comedy and Current Affairs podcast in a talk show style. Oh, why the fuck did I write that as a subtitle? That is so ridiculous. This is clearly just a, quite a shit podcast at this point. Um, four weeks break, and I guess the only way to start this off is my man, Sporting Panda. Like, why? What happened? How? I think it was looking back a touch of arrogance. Um <laughs> Can you find a tweet I put out? I don't know if you can. It's really embarrassing for me. So I don't know where I caught it, but essentially I did contract COVID-19. And uh, the ironic thing about this is I was tweeting walking around Marks and Spencer's about a week before saying, oh, who who wears masks? Who bothers with those anymore? And uh, yeah, I was struck down with it. And definitely the worst I've ever felt in my life. And um Oh, it just moved through the body bit by bit. It was such an efficient virus. It really did feel, I felt at one with it. You know, it was, uh, it sort of moved from my head uh, through to my lungs, decapacitated those, <laughs> went to work on my stomach and created some vomiting. And I had some, uh, right. some loose bowel movements at the other end and weak legs and knee joints. <laughs> and was, oh my I don't God. know what I, I'm only, I shouldn't laugh because anyone out there, you know, people, it's very serious, but it's just the timing of that tweet and I'm such an idiot and I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I might, I should cut it out after, but the fact that my diary couldn't align to the jabbers in the local area. So I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a vaccine. The second jab. I didn't have the first. No. Oh mate. So, the thing is, um, you know, life is busy and, and it, but there's no excuse and let me be a lesson to anyone out there that hasn't had the vaccine please go and get it before the winter let me be the guinea pig um the only the only i guess what pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is that i've now turned into a, a bit of a mutant hybrid because as people know there are studies out there that if you can contract it now i'm not even gonna go down this part it's too dangerous but there are some theories that you know uh, you've got good uh what is it good Immune system, Immuni- yeah, Im- Im- immunization. Like you get like it, a or... superhuman immunity to it. Resistance, but... resistance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling really confident going into the winter, but at one point, I wasn't so confident about where my life was going. Oh, so look, I'm back. I'm feeling good. The boot camp and the fitness have had to be put to one side for five weeks, <laughs> um, but. I am going to kick off again on Monday and uh, I'm looking forward to plugging that later and getting everyone involved. There's many people involved. But look, if I'm starting with COVID-19, in a way, I'm a bit like a war hero. or I'm an inspiration, aren't I? If I can pick myself off the, off the canvas, overweight, balding, post-COVID-19 with half a lung and do this boot. There are no excuses. There are no excuses. It's like those TikTok videos where you see the guy squatting with one leg and one arm or like the Paralympics. <laughs> it's really timely what I've achieved. Um, so here I am. You so thank you for your yourself to, to Paralympians. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they have they have, they have gone I through so that. much worse. I know. I tell you what, this is an awful on PC opening, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. It's not very woke. It's, 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 it's like, lucky not that many people listen to it. So. I was going to say, yeah, it's just a niche, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> so and and look, what? So that's been five weeks. We've not really. Probably no, had a chat. We, let, let's plug the boot camp quickly. Before. Please do because it's important for health and fitness. I'm, I'm health and fitness. When I was lying in my bed for week after week after week, I did think this is a disgrace. 
that you're in such bad physical shape. And I was just lambasting myself in the bed. So boot camp is really important. Mental health, fitness. Let, let's really get that going now. So, so what it is, it's basically a WhatsApp group. Me, Panda, and uh, four or five others so far. And it's starting in on the 11th of October in about uh, four weeks' time. And it's with SOTD's good friend, Craig, who's a personal trainer. He's super good. I've worked with him before. Helped me lose a stone. Uh, felt as fit as I've ever felt in my felt in my life. Like working with him. Um, Forty five quid, six weeks. You get put in the group. He gives you as many workouts as you want, really. Um, if you want to do daily ones and you're a lunatic, like I was doing them at some point, he'll he'll he'll, he'll he won't say no, right? So um, definitely do that. And there's also going to be a Q and A with a former footballer that we'll announce um, next week um which would be quite fun that way it's going to kick off the the boot camp but be a good laugh like you post your meals in the whatsapp group stuff like that so when panda posts some like disgusting lunch we can all give him some stick and craig can give him like a down mark but it's just like a a nice thing to do as a, as a community we already had some interest so um uh so yeah please do join that link will be in the description and i'll put it in the tweet down below um when this podcast goes up goes out so yeah mate five weeks to catch up on it's uh it's a, it's a crazy it's been a crazy month i guess Let me, uh, i saw you tweet on. something and it seems fair game to bring it up and i'm oh excited God. about it so i'm trying to learn about the kind of crypto and nft space um quite challenging from the outside and since that you've been announced so you're head of crypto media at copper 90 and i want to do officially congratulate you congratulate you with that on air and ask you know well i saw your city am article oh, uh, i saw saw another piece from you how you know i maybe not how's it come about because it's a bit personal but what's going on there like as a you know as a, as a genuine question because i haven't had a chance to talk to you at all about it so uh, yeah i mean what's going on there so I, i'm i'm yeah part of the copper 90 team on um like that's kind of like half my week uh, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is helping them with all their kind of crypto work and the way that's come about really is um like i guess like nfts especially have kind of encroached or disrupted all of our lives from a cultural standpoint bit by bit so started off with art like people buying and selling crypto art whether or not you think it's a it's a bubble or crazy or whatever then you know that's that's completely subjective um, I don't have any strong opinions either way on that, but I, I, I am starting to understand that side of things because I'm, again, admittedly, I've never had an interest in art in my life, like ever. Mm, Collectibles mm, side mm. of things um, as well, that's where it started. Like, um, you know, we've been, I, I guess to take it back, like as this is going to be a bit long-winded, but as humans, <laughs> we've been, we've been like, Communi- like even before we could talk, we would communicate with grunts and and, you know, cave art and stuff like that. And then you kind of got to a point where we could speak and then we become hunter-gatherers and that's when we started... It's like my biology degree, this. <laughs> the evolution of man from Australopithecus africanus. I did actually read <laughs> Sapiens on my holiday, which is quite really good. It's really oh, good yeah, yeah. That. So, but like when we got to like, you know, hunter-gatherer stage, we started having an excess of materials and started collecting things as well that didn't have just intrinsic use, right? Mm. Um, so that collecting kind of thing has been in our dna forever and then you get to kind of um you know the more modern world you know the the kind of uh you know the late 20th century where people are collecting coins marbles you know top trumps whatever it may be and then you kind of pogs at school pogs Pogs, are collected yeah you get to the turn of the century it's pokemon cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards panini yeah whatever yeah and suddenly Hmm. as soon as the internet came about we had this thing where it was like oh shit 
we don't need any of that anymore. Like, I'm just going to play FIFA Ultimate Team and and you know buy buy Ibrahimovic, mm. the the inform Ibrahimovic that I had when I was uh, what 14 years old that I traded on football the FIFA Ultimate Team for for months, making mm. almost a million coins to buy this Ibrahimovic and just used him for that season and and it was really great. But like and it, and I still feel like that enjoyment in like a nostalgic sense when I think about it but we've been kind of programmed to think that it's okay to you know spend loads of time in a game and spend lots of time on something that we we don't really own and so I guess that's like what NFTs has tried to subvert um you actually owning whatever it is that you're using or Mm. like just Mm. interacting with so you know obviously started with art and kind of collectibles we've seen kind of like i guess nft 2.0 with you know i guess like axie infinity so mm, rare like the mm. utility side of thing which is which is quite cool interesting mm. and then i guess 3.0 is is kind of like loot and and this weird idea of like making items and letting people build around it which is kind of the best mm. analogy i'd give to that is mm. you know you've got a card pack um and usually uh you're at a casino and this card pack you can only use at this casino and you can only play poker with it. Now, yeah. someone's come along and just created a card pack, thrown it on a, pe- on a table and said to a community, right, take this, take these card packs and you can build whatever you want around them. You can build Go Rummy, you, Go Fish, you can build Rummy, you can build Poker, you can pick, uh, build Texas Hold'em up, etc. So that's like where it's going. And I suppose to, to make this kind of circle complete, it's, it's now gone from art collectibles and gaming which are kind of like aspects that it's kind of um disrupted to now we're seeing a lot more in like music and sport um Mm. and eventually we'll see it in like media so audio video like what does that look like in in the new world and Mm. from a Mm. from a token Mm. and nft standpoint so i guess now that this is happening a lot in the sports world and a lot of you know we saw la liga announce that they're going to do their own nfts with dapper labs today they announced that they've got a exclusive partnership with so rare um i i saw today as well the tops are doing baseball nfts as well which is like a big deal because tops are like a massive massive brand in in america so it's starting to now encroach into sports space so i I think what has happened is cop 90 have obviously got this like big brand loads of clients and a lot of their clients started asking about it and they were kind of like uh okay maybe we need some help here so that's basically where i've come very exciting yeah yeah no it's very exciting i scribbled down a few notes here because where i where i'm at with it so um I think the gaming part is the initial piece that has excited me. Mm-hmm. This isn't actually a crypto podcast, but <laughs> two friends just generally haven't spoke for five weeks. Because, you know, like I, I've listed before on this show my favourite video games I've played in the past, like Onimusha Warlords, Metal Gear Solid, loads of them. If I was massively into a game, it would appeal to me owning the assets that I bought with the kind of virtual coins in it. And I kind of, the play to earn aspect is really exciting of, of NFT gaming. Mm. But... At the moment, where I fall down is I saw so we know Steph Curry from yeah. the uh, Golden State Warriors. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think he bought some Kong basketballers. There's an NFT basketball mm-hmm. game, three on three. I think it's called Kong Basketball, and he he has bought some characters. But that, the gameplay won't be as good will no. it, as NBA 2K on the PlayStation no, no, Five. No, no, no. So I'm still a bit confused in my head. I definitely see where this is going, but maybe is it fair to say I don't know. 
we don't have the games yet because obviously this no. is going to be the next 10, 20, 30 years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I keep seeing Gary V say, and I was going to ask you, like, he keeps saying, we are so early in this mm. space that we probably don't know the full potential of it yet. No, and like a, a project to look at is Illuvium, for example. Mm. They're like a AAA game. And what does that mean, AAA? It's like the good. It's like, it, it's like it's like not you know, it's not like a Donkey Kong. It's like a you know Skyrim, oh. or World of Warcraft. It's like a, a proper like oh you know, I see like game. a proper landscape and environment. Yeah, and, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, have a look at that. I'm just looking at you. I'm just it. bookmarking it on my uh, yeah Illuvium. I found it. Fuck yeah. So I L L U V I U M. Yeah, yeah. and these games like they take a lot of a lot of time to make um it's it's it, you know it's it's just um it's like it takes a long time to make one of these games like a, yeah. a call of duty or whatever and yeah. like, I, the triple a thing is is a little bit um informal there isn't like direct oh, rampers I, but, see, um, I see i know it, what you mean though okay, it is on. it is just like i guess generally like a higher budget higher quality game mm, um mm. and and those take time and, and and the thing is right like you can't just so the way like Axie Infinity or these games uh, that are like a little bit more primitive have come about is that they've been able to fund themselves entirely from selling the NFTs. And I guess Illuvium have done that as well from like a token standpoint, but they've also had to raise investment um, right. by selling some of these tokens to, to, to VCs and, and big backers because they yep. need a lot, a lot of capital to, to kind of develop it and, and make it work. So I think that, as you said, it's going to be like the next wave. So like as in 2019, 20 or like 2020, 2021, we saw like art and collectibles really explode, you know, NBA top shots, um, crypto punks, whatever, all that kind of stuff really explode. The next kind of wave eventually will be gaming. Um, and mm. that might be two years, three years down from now. Like I, I met with someone yesterday who said to me, like, I've just invested in a blockchain based gaming uh, studio who have started building a game today. And like, that's not going to launch for, you know, however long. So there are going to be entrepreneurs and, and, and game developers really looking heavily at this space um, and, and seeing what they can do over the next it's, year. It's so interesting. When I look on Crypto Slam and I look at the last seven days, NFT um, rankings by sales volume, you know, half of them just feel to me like they're art pieces and they exist in their own little environment. Mm. Um, half of them are games. And um, it is interesting, you know, like V friends. I mean, these are doodles essentially that he hand drew that have become minted items. Yeah, I guess you're buying into the token and the person, aren't you? Because you get access yeah. to his conference. It's um, like it's like buying a membership for Soho House, but it's digital. Got it. Yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very like pudgy penguins is there, but I don't know what what you do with those penguins. They're more art pieces, aren't they? Yeah. But then, you no, know, ten million dollars have been sold in the last week. People probably don't realize. Like I didn't realize. I talked myself actually. Like how much money is going it's, through these? It's mental. Yeah, like the amount of money that's circulating. I mean, the other thing is, I was going to say today because uh, this morning I noted. Obviously, I'm not involved in in the platform necessarily, but so rare uh, launched La Liga and. A few things stood out to me there. I mean, when I, especially from an ex-Football Index user, I realise how night and day this, this world is. I mean, so much of the Football Index troubles, and we did say it for a lot of time, to be fair, although you know, we didn't necessarily act on it, but the gambling restrictions uh, were clamping down. And it's so difficult to expand and move from country to country. Whereas the fact that SoRare started with an instantly global audience mm. is a massive head start. Mm. And then I look at the commercial now, these people. I mean, 
everything on football index looking back mate felt to me it was like year by year six month by six month you know mm. bring Motson in for a season let's do a sky sports sponsorship for a season let's do dotting with forest it's all short term whereas what blew me away this morning was that Sore have gone out and delivered a five-year La Liga deal versus just a one-year. And that mm. surprised me somewhat because I thought it, it with these football clubs, especially in such a fast-moving uh, environment, it, it can be hard to tie deals up for long-term. So the fact that this is five years, and I don't know if it's you know two years with option, 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 but five years is a real statement of intent. And mm. uh, it's incredible, that was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Um... Obviously, Gerard Piquet is big in the... the oh, that, that was the game. step before. You're right. So, Piquet and Griezmann there, Bierhoff in Germany, Rio in England, plus the credible backing they've got versus Oakvale. I feel quite... Sh- it's a shame. I've got so much PTSD from Index. I'm loath to move into it. But ironically, this will probably be the one that actually is the platform to be on. But mm. um, <laughs> I was sort of judging everything by Adam Cole and Mike Bohan and dodgy accountants that worked across the street that didn't let them have a dividend liability reserve. Whereas uh, so rare seems to be just a completely different gravy. They don't really seem to be putting foot, a foot wrong at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... Like you just look at the backers, right? It's, uh, exactly. It's the one problem they've got, and I don't know if we've got any Soray listeners that want to DM me on this, and it's not Crypto or Soray show, we just talk randomly. How do you get around the problem? I've seen a few random tweets from small index lads that use it, so Genesis, people like that, and they talk about Champion Europe being the graveyard of the game because there are template teams there. You know, you've got mm. your Donnarumma, Marquinhos, because it's five aside essentially. You enter your cards and yeah. people that don't know anything about it so rare. You buy cards and you enter them into fantasy football tournaments. And um, the graveyard exists because you get Donnarumma, Hakimi as a PSG keeper and defender. And then you might go uh, Tony Cruz or Kimmich, yeah. Neymar, and uh, uh, Lewandowski, whatever, something like that, or De Bruyne as a midfield. And the earlier, there's such a high barrier to entry to get those cards. Hmm. But if you don't have them, you're not going to be competing frequently, are you? Um, in yeah. sort of Division Four or Three, and that, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, did you, you ever think you, what you probably need to do is like just get as many of those teams on board as possible, so the pool is as big as possible, um, mm. and then mm. it means so it's harder for people to corner the market. Yeah, because like if you have, I don't know, let's say five times twenty teams, that's a hundred, or you know, take away a couple because of Germany. So let's just say a hundred, um, and you've only yeah. licensed. 50 of the teams the likelihood of a psg stack you know when you've got all psg players all Bayern players all yeah yeah, uh, yeah. madrid all barca players now because they're on the platform but like just just that for example right like you can now have an all barca team but like yeah. it, it it just means that there's less likely a chance that that those original players that we mentioned mm. um can kind of dominate that's uh, a mistake to me in most fantasy games i swear there's a cap as well I don't know if you've read this or heard, but in the fantasy sports world, I think there's a cap on players per club. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some and, and people ask. Honest, I think that. that's that's one thing that they should do in the future. From like a that would be good, wouldn't it? The, if you spe- the three special... buy-in per five or something. Well, yeah, but also they, they should they could also do like special weeks, which is like um, you have to have five, uh, a player from five different uh, teams or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A way or... to mix. So, so you can't have. Yeah, people blocking off the. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, but and it, then you need, and then you need to be really, really creative, right? Um, but I think when you're when you're getting off the ground and you're doing stuff in this way, it's like easiest to to simplify things. Oh, and you cannot, as I said, you can't. I, I don't see a, a foot put wrong really at this stage. But 
yeah yeah really exciting times in that whole mm. world huh. cool and any of anything else in your in your brain over the last five weeks uh do you know I, i'm not on i'm still not well i am purring in the sports world i've built a betting model which i'm so proud of and that's kind of done now so which is why i'm looking at crypto but i haven't been reading my journals or anything <laughs> so i have look i've been watching a lot of football and uh, I watched uh, a bet on a match in uh, Chile the other day, bet on a match in Argentina in the Premier Division there, uh, had a little bit on the MLS, um, and obviously I watched the Championship. So I've done a bit of thinking, and i set a quiz up for you. The answers are in the envelope. Let me just open my envelope. Hang on. Set this up for you as a, as a worldly football man, okay? Now, I'm talking, I want to know from God. you the values, roughly, of what you'd say the top two to three players are in each of these divisions. Oh, right. So what I mean is... Is this per, if, per transfer market? Um, yeah, let, let's use that, but please don't look. So if I said to you, okay, in the Argentine, in, in the Argentine League, the Primera Division, let's pick Independiente, who have won the Copa Libertadores quite a few times. The Copa Libertadores is the South American Champions League. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think their roughly ballpark top, top, top two, three players are worth? Uh, in ter- like, as in, like, if you were to buy them as a club, um, yes, I actually, I don't, I don't actually know how transfer market works, but I believe so. But yes, okay. how, their uh, value on the transfer market. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, do you know what immediately goes? Like, what the fuck did Aguero go to Atleti back in the day for? Like, so I don't know. Like, uh, pff, twelve million pounds. Um, number one. This is annoying. I mean. Let me, uh, hang on, let me, into, let me do River Plate. Let me do River Plate transfer mark. So, because I watched River Plate play Independiente the other day. Um, <laughs> that's why it's on my mind. I looked this up and I found this quite interesting. Okay, so what did you say? 12, 12 million. million. Okay, so 16 and 13 there. Okay. So, that's pretty good from you. Not what about the, a top four club in, in, in Chile? In Chile. In Chile? Yes. So, I watched that the other day. They've got VAR there. Hmm. Uh, 1.5 million. Yeah, it is. I think it was 1.5 to two. Yeah, wow. And then moving further up into the North America region, so they played the Concacaf Champions League last year's final was between LAFC with Vela and the boys versus uh, Unao Tigres, who have got Talvin, who I didn't count that. But what would you say like the MLS top two, three players are per roster or per franchise? What did they want for Daryl DK? They wanted like twenty million, didn't they? That uh, what they asked for for Barnsley. Yeah, that was like that was for anyone really, and everyone thought it was too expensive. I think um, there are some good players in the MLS now. Do you know Busio started for Venezia? Mm, mm. But yeah. he, again, he only went for like eight million euros, didn't he? Yeah, Bu- I, I've I've got, I've picked out LAFC here, for example. So okay. the top two to three players at that club, roughly fourteen million. No, about seven, five, and six. Okay, okay. that's the sort of value there. Mm. So, uh, and then Mexican football Tigres. If you ca- if you don't count Florian Telvin, what would you say the champions in Mexico's values are for the top two to three players? like four three yeah five 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 to six yeah so la so north mls mexico the same chile's like one and a half two and then obviously river plate are about seven to eight which i thought was quite interesting last one what about a club like bournemouth in the championship i'm going somewhere with this 
Um, who did they? they I mean, no one really cares where we go. We they sold that guy to the La Liga, didn't they, for twenty million? Yeah, the winger. What's his name? Okay, so yeah, like Juno Dima. Yeah, do they still have David Brooks? I'm going to say like eighteen to twenty. 20 million. Yeah, there you go. So Brooks, Lerma, and Solanke, all north of 10 million, so 10 yeah. to 15. Okay. So begs the question, and I've got the answers here because I spoke to people in the know. What would happen, first of all, if River Plate travelled up to play an MLS team? A good MLS team, do you think? Um, River Plate, I don't think there's that much difference. Mm. Okay, fine. Do you think there is? I think there is. And okay. I'll go, well, I, I've watched a lot of South American and North American football recently, and I still find the MLS a little bit kick and rush. There was a player the other day I was watching. He's an attacking midfielder, plays number 10 for Real Salt Lake, and he's a Man City under 21 graduate. And he just looked like miles apart in terms of touch and vision. Mm. You know, it still feels very frenetic to me, like basketball on grass. I know we've been quite complimentary of it, and it is moving in the right direction, but it still didn't look right to me. Whereas when I watch Argentinian football, I thought the standard was extremely high. Mm-hmm. Um, Chilean wasn't great, um, I have to admit. Uh, what? So, okay, so River Plate, I believe, should be far too good for an MLS good team. Okay. But there's talk about the merging North America and South America. Really? Um, yeah, and creating a Champions League across those regions rather than oh, having wow, it split. Okay. And I think that'd be really fun. That'd be pretty interesting, yeah. Um, for, for, for people who are curious, Tigres in Mexico beat LAFC. And if you look at the North American Champions League, Mexican clubs are still fairly dominant over their MLS counterparts. Mm. So that's quite... And what about Bournemouth then, mate? So Bournemouth, would Bournemouth go out and win the MLS do you think standard wise I think they'd be up there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think they would walk it yeah I think mm. the championship is a high standard I, th- but, I think and then, the top of the championship is relatively yeah, good yeah top three clubs versus maybe the top three in, in the MLS I think top three championship clubs are yeah, good football clubs um, what about then last question this <laughs> random quiz River Plate versus Bournemouth who wins on neutral ground? I think there's a goal in it. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I think it's I've been told, but from a biased person, maybe. But I mean, River Plate would, would play them off the park. But I don't know how accurate that is. And you know, transfer mark is interesting because there's valuations. Did of players you see? There. Sorry, random. Go on, go on, go on. Fenerbahce are suing transfer market. Yes, that's also where that? this whole rabbit. Is that hole where this is all there. going? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's that. That's why transfer mark's been on my mind. Because I saw the Fenerbahce story. Isn't that yeah. mental? I, yeah. I bet. Do you know what? And I, do you know what I really laughed? I just imagined like a Turkish agent being like, uh, "Right, we're trying to flog." Like someone's just offered four million for X player at Fenerbahce, and they've been like, "Are they fucking? What are they smoking?" And yeah. They've just been like, "Look, that's what it says on transfer market." And I bet Fenerbahce have been like, "This is lose. This could lose us millions." Yeah. But it's obviously it's just like a website. It's just a fucking it, website, it, which is it a, does a, a completely objective job, website. Co- yeah, completely objective on age and contract length they good at like they're good at like ranking they're not good at evaluation i think no, they, they, they get like 70 percent of the rankings right in terms of who's more valuable than who but in terms of the actual valuations i don't get the, the right. issue is that you know the value of, if you just do it by valuations players at river plate are older 
and they're not built for the championship. You know, a lot of their inside forwards and wingers wouldn't be built to withstand the physicality. So that's why Dominic Solanke is useful in that league. So just because they're lower value, because they've got less use outside of Argentina, doesn't mean they're not better footballers. And where I'm going is, if you think about it, though, Chelsea, after they beat Bayern Munich for the Champions League, lost to the winners of the... They lost the World Club Cup final Mm. to South American club. Those South American clubs, the best ones, do compete in that Super Cup, generally, versus Champions League winners. Yeah, but like, okay, let's go for... I'm I'm trying to think, and and this might be unfair, but when Arsenal got Pablo Mari from Flamengo, he was... Great point here. he, He was one of the best defenders in that yes, division yes yes and, and he'd come up. and he'd come from division two spain so he'd gone yeah, yeah. there become one of the best defenders there and then he's come to arsenal he had a decent start but he's clearly not he's like a fourth choice center back at premier league level at best absolutely so th- there is going to be some nuance there no but, but 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 the thing is what i'm saying is that is the whole point of the argument that yeah. in their own environment these players are fabulous yeah but for They've got a limited market value because they can't, you can't lift them up and put them in a league in Europe. They're, they're not used to the style and the tactics. They've not been brought up on it. So what I'm saying, their, co- their, their market value is low maybe on transfer mark, but their cohesion and how talented they are in their own little bubble is very mm. high. So on a one-off game, they can trouble the best European clubs. Mm. But of course, if you, I haven't seen, you know, Pablo Mari at mid-20s being plucked, what are the chances that you can nail it and bring him over to a big four or big four top six club in England? It was just such a how Mary shot. I mean, it's and, it's a Raul Sanlenny Kia Kia direction, obviously. Oh, is it? okay, it is, okay, yeah. yeah. Mate, Even just, this Japanese defender, mate, I'm really skeptical about. Are I'm you not, actually? Well, I'm not. Have you seen a good Japanese defender in 30 years of watching football? No, that's made always, it in the big a, five leagues. That's a first time for everything. But why are Arsenal trying to find Hail Mary first time in everything? Why are they not going for? You're meant to be like a final destination club where you don't yeah, have but, to gamble. No, but like this is this is the thing, right? Go on. Everyone wanted James Madison. Mm. Seventy million, you pay yeah. him however many hundreds of k a week, so he can come clubbing in London, and and he's older than Odegaard. Yeah. Uh, you buy Odegaard for half the price, probably half the wages, and he's the captain of Norway, and he's got bigger, potentially bigger at ceiling. Yeah, I just like I think you have to just be smart, and Arsenal aren't going to be able to buy their way back into the to the top six, top four. You just have to be smarter, and that's what Liverpool did eventually, right? You keep you mm. you, you you pick these pieces slowly and slowly that are low. Uh, low downside, high upside. The, the Mane's, the Salas, the Firmino's. Yeah. Um. And you keep building from there. You keep those building blocks. And I think Eddie did that interview recently, where it's like the building blocks, and then eventually you can go out and buy like a. Because the thing is, like Thomas Partey is, I think, an exceptional footballer. He is currently a bust for Arsenal because we yeah. bought him and just thought he's going to get us back into the top four. Whereas if, as we talked about this, if Man United had bought Thomas Partey. I can guarantee you that last season they're a step closer to the to the to the title, just because if you put a player of that caliber into an already a system that already has that base, you can see you can see what they do. This, this, yeah, this is the context of why I'm bullish about Cristiano because mm. you know Wait, someone we're going like to talk hit... about that in a minute. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Because I, I just need to say one thing Go and on. then and then plug our sponsors. So my parents are coming back from holiday today, right? Oh, welcome and so, home. So my dad messages me. Right, he goes, and let me let me give you the near word for word. He goes, "We are in Germany, Nuremberg, due to a medical emergency. We are not sure oh. how long we'll be here, 
we're okay. It's just out of our control. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, you and mum are fine. Someone on the plane had an issue, question mark. And he said, yes, some lady. So apparently this, this lady's had an issue on the flight, um, mm. which, is, which is nuts. And so my dad, the sweet man that he is, starts sending me pictures of Nuremberg, Germany. And he says, we're like Tom Hanks in the film Terminal. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, yes. anyway, so this isn't the craziest bit of the story, right? So uh-huh. I, I'm on a client call. I, I'm late to a client call because my dad texts me that and I'm like, fucking hell, what's happened, right? So I get on this call. I'm talking to this bloke and, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, this has happened. And he's like, oh, fucking hell. And he starts telling me the story about how a guy at his former co- company went on a flight, right? He's getting on a flight from Ireland to, or somewhere to, across the Atlantic somewhere, right? And they get, they take off and instantly as they take off, someone on the plane dies. Blimey. So someone on the plane dies as they, as they lift off. And so they have to then do an emergency drop down somewhere in Ireland, apparently, and literally carry the body off the flight. And apparently this guy was like, fucking hell, that's a bad sign. Maybe I should get off this flight. All this kind of stuff rushing to your head. And apparently he was like, I'll have a drink and I'll, I'll just I'll just carry on. Um, has a drink. They're crossing the Atlantic and another person dies on the plane. Isn't that insane? It's just freaky. And because and you're obviously on... You, you're crossing the Atlantic. You can't stop anywhere. An emergency stop and, and no. You just got to have a dead person on the plane the whole time. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Hopefully they get back at some stage soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They're probably getting back on the plane now, but hopefully they'll be all right. But anyway, support for the Pentacast is brought to you by Manscaped. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pants pumpkins when you're grooming if you know what i'm saying make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package boys get ready for a for a cuffing season like no other ready to take the leap into the fall with manscaped join the two million men worldwide using manscaped by by going to manscaped.com and for 20 percent off plus free shipping use the code panda Right, so mate, mm. let's talk about the transfer window before we mm. talk about that. We go through some questions because, I mean, you yeah, know, I've got a dash off at half five. So okay, uh, fucking, you know, Messi eventually going to PSG. Yep, yep, taking ba- the easy path. I got a bit of stick for that, but anyway, Bappe almost going to Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Contract. I don't think Madrid had much intention of buying him, but I think this is very much a, a situation where they're like, okay, keep the agent sweet, keep Mbappe sweet. Like Manchester United tried in quotation marks for Sancho the year before, yeah. and we'll be back next summer. So yes, you're right. Crazy. We've missed that. And then we also missed Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. yes. United, which was the big shock. Oh, I just don't understand any people that are down on this. I think there's this, like, Keith, Keith Benhemen is one of my arch rivals because he's got a very condescending tone and he's smart and he assumes he knows it all for a 22-year-old and he's very much an analytics guy. And I think people like that give the analytics industry a really bad name. Everything's black and white and data-driven. And people, you know, people that know me understand that. I enjoy analytics. I use them myself. But there has to be some nuance and context to arguments. And he's very anti-Ronaldo, blah, blah, blah. But 
he's I think you're failing to kind of measure the intangibles here of this like project. I mean, Ollie is at a kind of year, what, year three, year, year four point now. Ronaldo lifts the brand to another level uh, commercially. It lifts the players at the club. You can't put a price on that. It lifts the fans, the excitement. They And then on the pitch, even, they needed a goal scorer. This man was running at 0.8 um, goals and assists per 90 when you take away penalty kicks last year, mm-hmm. which blew me away. I mean, I was above Lukaku, and everyone's going mad at what he achieved in Serie A. And that was at an average Juventus team. He Pierlo. outscored Lukaku by six goals, with his yeah. best creator uh, being what? Bentancourt. Yeah. This guy is favourite for player of the year, and uh, Cristiano, I mean. And he, I think he's going to absolutely rip it up. And do, you just, do you think he'll start oh, on the he's gonna uh, do you think he'll, destroy do you think he'll start this weekend and score? Uh, probably two. This, I've never, <laughs> this guy is going to absolutely crush this league like we've never seen. I actually feel queasy. I almost threw up last night thinking about what he's going to achieve. I just look at, I've seen the same, right? I've seen oh the God. same in the NFL with Tom Brady. Where the Do you analy- think it's that kind of level? Yeah, I've seen the analytics guys say for six or seven years now, the cliff is coming. He's going to drop off a cliff performance-wise. They've been saying no that co- about Cristiano for ages as well. I it? know, because no quarterback has played physically at an elite level past 37, 38, 39, 40. He's now starting tonight. The NFL season kicks off, which I'm so excited about. <clears throat> he starts tonight at 43. Maybe he's 44 years old. It's just obscene, but he has had, he's looked after his body like no other. This isn't Ricky Hatton who balloons between fights and comes down. This isn't Wayne Rooney. He spends all his time contracted God knows what in brothels, like doing what with grannies. This is Cristiano Ronaldo. It was, look at the guy's body. It's so lazy to put on a graph, age on the vertical, on the horizontal axis and say 36, this is what he can achieve. Yeah. This body is a body of a 25, 26 year old. I think you'll play in England for five years and with the golden boot three out of the five. This is why I've got bile in the back of my throat as I talk. It makes me feel physically sick. So this weekend, there's going to be no comeback like it. What do you think it does for his legacy? Oh, okay. Let's talk. Like, if let's say he comes and wins the league again for them, when this is the most competitive that the the Premier League has been Uh, since since he was here, when it was yes, good point. point, Ancelotti's Chelsea, and you had (coughs) um, Sir Alex's United, and it was you know it was the the heavy. Was it Benitez and uh, Wenger? Or maybe Benitez, Benitez and Wenger, yeah, it was. But like, I mean, it was know. early Ronaldo days, wasn't it? It was Wenger, it was. Mourinho, yeah. um, and then it transitioned. But, but like, you remember Chelsea United in the super. final, and those were the two best teams oh, in the world. It was, now, it was magical. Yeah. Who were the best teams in the world? you got PSG, City, Chelsea. Uh, Arguably, maybe United, Liverpool. And now United, Liverpool, right? It's the, top, yeah. the four of the top six teams in the world playing the Premier League. Yeah. So this is the most competitive Premier League ever. If he comes and wins it, Oh. Could he? Could like if he if they win the Champions League while he's here as well? What does that it, do? For his all business? he needs is one major title for me. And then this is going to sound crazy, but we're going to be in a position where I always thought Messi was untouchable. And I'm I'm a Messi, Xavi, and Iniesta guy. They've been my favourite players my whole lifetime. That triangle. But if Ronaldo wins a major trophy, and that has to be a Premier League or a Champions League, and finishes off this project in the most competitive league in the world, then. Um, Wow, I, I, I may have to um, say that's the greatest resume to ever exist. And Messi is the most skillful player, but it, it's not the greatest resume. Mm. I may have to change who the goat of football is. And oh. that look, that was in shockwaves around. Wow. Probably, they heard this. So <laughs> There's people keep... dropping their drinks, dropping <laughs> their... <laughs> yeah, there is, there is. 
Oh, because, wow, it's just so exciting. I don't think, for the record, I think Ronaldo's going to be scintillating, but I don't think Manchester United have enough in the midfield area to, to compete with Chelsea and um, Chelsea and City this season. I still think they're just one yeah. year away, which is a shame. But you never know. I mean, it depends how Sancho settles, but the idea of Sancho, Bruno, Greenwood, Rashford... Uh, buzzing around Ronaldo like they need the point man look at the difference Cavani what he gave them last year look at what Zlatan did at 36 in the Premier League I mean who's who thinks Ronaldo won't tear this league apart oh. yeah so he's going to so we better all mentally prepare for it so yeah very exciting transfer mm. Mm. and also let's go back quickly to a year ago you know I was a big Oli fan and uh, not not even tactically but I do believe a big part of management is culture ethos yeah. What the club stands for. There is something there that you can't quantify, and I get that. But there was a job he was doing by rooting out the bad contracts, you know, that will actually matter still there in Lingard, so I take it. But he, do you know what I mean? He started to turn the profile and the, the type of footballer he had there. And um, he keeps trying to build that United identity. Yeah. And I think as great as Van Gaal, Mourinho, uh, maybe not Moyes, but tactically Van Gaal, I do love him, but... He just didn't quite grasp what was needed and it never was a perfect fit. And mm. I do think Oli, you can't, like, Oli isn't up to Van Gaal, I wouldn't imagine tactically, but there's something in the DNA and the fibre of yeah. him that he's in sync with that club. And the transfers, I think, I mean, Juan Pesaka may be a little bit iffy, but generally they've been smart. You know, Maguire, club captain, bring a club captain in from the back. And no, I think they've been good. Mm. Anyway, so that's that. What are the transfers we missed? Um, Look, what do you think Messi's going to do? I mean, the problem with Messi is we've got five transfers in in Lala, in Ligue 1 and it's just they're going to be smashing teams so many weeks. Like, I guess he'll play every nine, he'll play every game and every minute, won't he? But um, I guess he'll share penalties with Neymar. I don't know how's it going to work. I don't really know. No, I don't really know. Hmm. It's um... ah, oh, I just don't really know, and. I just don't get the feeling that they're going to win. You know? Like, I just, mm. I don't, there's like something there where I'm like, something's not going to gel. There might be an injury. Something's going to go wrong. It doesn't feel like the, like when Kevin Durant went to um, Golden State. Oh, that's a good example. It was game yeah, over, yeah. right? It was like, literally it was game over. You just added... The best player in the world, arguably, to the best team in the world. This is a really good question, actually. I've and you just no, knew no, they were no. going to win. There was no going back because, like, and 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 then what happens? He goes and he goes and sinks th- two threes in front of LeBron's face, and they go and win two championships, and they don't win the third because he gets injured. But like, there we are. I just don't have that feeling again, and I can't really explain it. But the Ronaldo oh. to United, I have that. Like, I wish it was at Old Trafford this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 do. I, I, I do. I'm not. I'm not even a United fan. No, I, I actually despise them because my uncle's yeah, a big United yeah. fan. But yeah, like, yeah. I would love to be there. Yeah, something about Sir Alex being there as well. Like, I kept watching that clip of when Ronaldo won the Euros. He comes down and hugs him and embraces him, and the father figure there returning. It will be such a good atmosphere this weekend. Oh. I was thinking when I was thinking of great franchises in the sporting world, and having a debate with someone this week around the this recent Indian cricket team versus Australia in the in the noughties, and then even West Indies in the eighties. But we'll park that because it's not so relevant for you. But I've got here I've written down so P, this current PSG team. I don't see how it stacks up to the Golden State Warriors when they got KD. 
Um, I don't think it stacks up to Barca under Pepe either. Um, yeah. But, and also, like, Tampa Bay, we may as well spend a few minutes on that. So the NFL starts tonight. Oh, and yeah, the defending yeah. champs kick off at 1 a.m., 1.30. It's Tampa Bay versus... staying up for it? Oh, mate, I've got so much betting and, and I'm so busy this weekend. And I'm not as vivacious as I used to be. I think I'm going to record it. But I'll see. I'll probably will end up staying up because I know me, but I'm going to maybe record it. But this Tampa Bay roster is is up there with the PSG, Golden State mm. Warriors and Barca. The difference is in the NFL, though, it's so violent. Chances are eight of those happen, 53 yeah. are going to get wiped out. So it's very hard to say. Like, if I could guarantee they would all stay fit, I do think they would walk it. Walk it. Maybe they're, they're a threat probably for an undefeated season. But because of injuries and the NFL is so up and down like that you uh, I can't say has there it, been but... an undefeated season in the NFL well the Miami Dolphins were undefeated in uh, was it 79 people out there can google it uh, under Don Shula and they've been the only undefeated team ever who have gone regular season and playoffs undefeated the Patriots are you winding me up with this question no oh sorry you know my biggest <laughs> what haunts me is the 4th February yeah, yeah, 2008 yeah. the Patriots were one game away one catch away from equaling that and going undefeated and they dropped the ball and uh, they lost the Giants so there's only ever been one undefeated NFL team and this Tampa Bay team has a chance yeah but PSG I look at it and I'm still not convinced but Mbappe keeping him was a huge piece because I thought they're really going to be lacking pace if he's not there Can you imagine Neymar Messi tucking in Obviously, you can't rely on Vinaldem or Herrera to break the lines and go and get the goals. So I was thinking, like Mbappe is a critical piece in that front three. Mm, yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so I like so yeah. So that's I, I just would have fan, would you fancy them up against Chelsea the way they're so well coached under Tuchel? Well, I don't think I would. I don't know. I don't know. So. It's going to be such a good season. It's going to be a great season. Yeah. Sh- should we go through the questions really quick? Come on, then, mate. Yeah. PMK, what's your favourite post-FI Twitter echo changer, <laughs> chamber, yeah, yeah. NFTs, altcoins, anti-faxes, mm-hmm. FI players finally coming good after getting big moves uh, yeah. to yeah. terrible club like Sergeant and Rashica, any others? It's definitely the last one. It's definitely I'm, the I, last I'm, one. I'm sorry, guys, and I know there's a lot of index users out there, but a lot of us, including myself, we had losing bets. I mean, I even saw someone trying to celebrate. Is it Muna? How do you pronounce Muna the name? Chua, Chua, Yeah. He's gone to play in front of 4,000 people and play with a bunch of no marks. And people are celebrating it like, ah, oh, this is painful. Like, this, this, is, this is a massive backward step. He's like, he's failed as a footballer. Uh, not failed, sorry, but he's failed in terms of winning PB and MB. These transfers aren't reason to celebrate. I don't know what people are celebrating. Hmm. Um, so that is definitely my biggest bugbear. It's gone a little bit too far now. It's one thing to celebrate the Sancho move happening. Another thing to celebrate the media you'd have got with Messi or Cristiano, which I didn't have. So there are some transfers, but like Rashidska, I mean, him going to Norwich, that's not, that's not a success. You'd be sitting on dead capital for three years. He won't return a bean at Norwich. Well, hmm. maybe one PB win over, what, three years? Yeah. But that's his level. I think the way we spoke about him, a lot of us, we, we, not, I won't actually include me, but I, I won't name actually even who, but you thought, yeah, he would fit in at Leipzig or Bayern Munich. On the, someone told me he could be the man to play understudy to Lewandowski and offer something different buzzing around him at Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, and we just lost the plot in these football ratings. Mm. So, yeah, okay. Um, Chris Barker, Panda, what's the over-under on career Grand Slams for Raducanu and uh, Fig, top three crypto buys that you have for between now and end of 2022? That will be fun, that second part of the question. Uh, young Emma, I would say, 
over under potentially four and a half, I'd say. Okay. Um, and what about you, crypto? Then? This is not financial advice. This is have. not financial advice. I'll say that first. Um, Ethereum, just because, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'd probably have to say Solana as well. Um, I have to admit, I don't really know how their proof of time mechanism works, but I understand the the base idea of, of the protocol. Um, and a lot of very, very smart people are very excited about it. And a lot of, like, I think it's, it's usually like go where the brains and the developers go. And a lot of developers are starting to build on Solana. And obviously Ethereum has millions of developers working on it. The other one that I'm kind of, I think could be there as well as ICP. So that's the um, internet computer. Uh, that's kind of decent, trying to decentralize the actual internet. So that's that's something that I've, um, I've had mm. for a little while. Um, but it's very, it's it's a very complicated bit of, uh, it's very complicated bit of tech. Um, yeah, so, so, so those Ooh. three, I think. Okay. Um, old man, three games in. How are you feeling about our bets around West Ham finishing above Arsenal, boys? Yeah, wasn't I? Didn't didn't I endorse West Ham finishing Ooh, above Arsenal? I yeah. can't remember. Look, he, the listener there. Uh, what? What? Oh, old man, my brain's still not fully back. Um, that he's a smart cookie. He'll he'll remember what we said. I think I did say we might have both said Arsenal though. I can't remember what we said. Please tell us. But sorry, we both might have said West Ham. I can't really recall. But look, I said uh, Arsenal. Oh, did you? Okay, I think okay, fine. Well, well admitted. I think I was on West Ham, and um, yeah, the the gap is oh, it's almost insurmountable already, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like when you consider Zoomers in there, um, <sighs> I do like Vlasic second time around. I mean, look, Bruno Fernandez failed at Sampdoria, and then he turned into man and delivered. Gus Till failed in the Eredivisie, went to Russia, came back a man, got a national cap. Nikola Vlasic failed at Everton, went to CSKA, matured, come back a man. I think Vlasic, I think Zoom is a good signing. Mm. Uh, did they get Tagliafico in the end, the left back? From I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that got over the line. I get a feeling it did, but love the business they've done, love the identity of the team, love Susek and Rice. I can't see Arsenal catching them, not in a million years. How Cook predictions for the uh, final England versus yeah, India test yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you know, another smart cookie. Go on, go on. No, no, I, I haven't seen the pitch yet, so wait for the pitch report. But on on a flat pitch, eight out of ten times, India outbeat us, outwork us, outthink us, outskill us, and that was a devastating blow losing the fourth test match because you had so many miles on the clock of Anderson and Robinson, and I think very minimal chance England got the mental resolve to come back tomorrow if not a draw, a comfortable Indian victory. And they claim the series and go home happy. Mm. Uh, mm. Jim Johnson, what is your opinion? What in your opinion has been the most underrated transfer this summer now that the window is shut? Great question. Dan James for me, easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think of the fee? Uh, yeah, good. No, no problem with it. I think Dan James... I think a lot of people have... Uh... Critiqued it, criticised it. Yeah, a lot of people are just... Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I I trust Bielsa to identify the type of players he wants. And Dan James couldn't cope at a top four, top five club level where you're playing against a deep block and you've got no space. You put him into a unique role where he understands, you know, his patterns and uh, oh, I guess how to function with that team and play in space. He's a killer. And I think that is a sensational signing. 
I think, considering that they that he was bought for fifteen million and he's been a regular squad member in a top four, six side for a couple of years, there was no way he was going to go for under twenty five million. So no international caps, goals. Uh, yeah, I mean he's got length on the contract. No, I think he'll be really good, and I, the fee I had no problem with if I'm Leeds. Um, by the way, Gwendozi and Saliba. I mean, yeah. Gwendozi getting a French cap. Okay, this is no joke because you're getting a cap in a very competitive area. But did you see? One did of you see mo- their their team though? I, yeah, Kante was out and Bappo was out. Yeah, I did see the team. It was, but it, was, it was it was it was a terrible team. Still, to get that French cap, and you know Saliba, I think he what? Who's the coach? The um, I get mixed up. Bielsa's at Leeds, and oh, uh, Sampaoli, Jorge Sampaoli at uh, Marseille. Well, do you like them? Have you ch- have you changed your opinion yet? Have you seen uh, Olympic I'm, Marseille? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Saliba. Yeah, um, I don't. Can you tell me what happened there or on that? If I don't running really out of time, know, mate. Honestly, I've got that no does. Idea. I was scratching my head why Emilio Marti- Martinez left, and then that guy Brunison's come in, who's a complete clown. Now he's disappeared, yeah. and then you know Saliba goes and Pablo Marie comes in, and I can't work out why Arteta didn't give him any run out. Yeah. Yeah. Surely the idea of a coach, and I've always been taught this in the sporting world, is to mould the system to the players you've got at your disposal, which Rogers does really well, and try and find a way to get the best out of them. I'm not saying you always have to get the best out of every player because some are rotten eggs, but I, I just I don't know what went on there. Because mm. I like Saliba a lot. But mm. sad for Arsenal when you when you lose. And Gwendozi. He's brilliant in in the French league at the moment, although the standard is lower. I know, but yeah, you just I just think I just I just think he looks like the same player that we had okay. in the game when he was eighteen under Emery. Like he just okay. he doesn't look too different. Um, okay. Maybe some of the underlying stats might be better, but I don't know. Looks, okay. looks kind of the same to me. Um, mm. And also, he's a wanker as well, so that doesn't help. Mm. Like his mm. his his upside as a player was never going to be huge. Um, mm. Yeah, I sent you a player the other day though, Charlie Patino at Arsenal. Keep oh, I have an answer. Yes. Keep yep. an eye on him. Very, right. very good. Charlie Patino, um, making a note of this. Uh, will Arsenal score a goal in September? Yes. When do you think Big Sam will apl- replace Arteta? Probably never. No. That's, that's, that's all we've got time for. Bang on 5.30. Brilliant. Brilliant, mate. Well, well a, a welcome return. Yeah. Yeah, good fun. And uh, look, boot camp kicks off soon. I'm only going to go from the strength to strength from this stage. And uh, we'll chat and catch up next week. And thank you for all the well wishes uh, for DMs I got. Brilliant. Talk to everyone soon. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.